All right, on this episode of the LPDS, we get into some current events, some LPDS universe stuff, a hodgepodge of different topics in the junction, and a nice little cage fact, interesting little cage fact, I'd say. Uh, So that's all coming up right now. All right, Chabronis, we're back. Welcome back to Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. It's a show that talks about nothing and finds the lessons in everything. I got the um, the clip-on mic today because I was doing a, a leadership call earlier, and instead of uh, whipping out all the gear, I figured I might as well just tank top up clip on and hit you know hit the lpds universe and start recording so here we are hope everybody's having a good week or had a good week whenever you're tuning into this Uh, mine has been busy but could always be worse we'll probably talk a little bit about that at the junction today i've got a got really like a potpourri of discussion topics in the junction so that'll be exciting, I guess. Um, current events, though. Um, I'm sure you're all tracking the situation going on in Israel and the Gaza region, the Gaza Strip. Uh, objectively terrible stuff. Okay? And I'm not going to sit here and pontificate on my one-cent opinion on all of this or what my feelings are on everything. Um but this, this was a terrorist attack, and it continues to be an attack by terror, terrorists, terrorist organization by the, on the people of Israel. Um, so I, I, what I guess I don't understand is why there's so many like Palestinian apologists coming and being like, well, don't forget what Israel did to Palestine and this and that. It's like, Hamas is a terrorist organization, folks. Okay, they are separate from the Palestinian government and the people. And um, this weird mental gymnastics that some people are doing, and I don't know if it's for your like political positioning or you don't want to hurt feelings of certain, you know, uh, donors or whatever it may be. It's very strange to me that. You see, objectively, a terrorist organization comes in and attacks a country's civilians, women, children, is beheading them, disgusting, despicable stuff. And then the first thing you think to say in public and put on your platforms and stuff is, uh, don't forget what Israel did to Palestine. It's just a, just a little weird to me. That's all I'm saying. Um that's really the only opinion I'll really share on that. But Hamas is a terrorist organization. We've known that for years. We've been dealing with them for years in the U.S. side. Um, and the, you know, I've been dealing with them in the uh, as an intel professional 
learning on them and figuring out how to fight them and all this other stuff for a long time now. Um, they're funded by Iran, folks. Iran funds publicly, like brags about it practically, they fund and finance Hamas, the terrorist organization, as well as I think Hezbollah still too. I don't a little camera issue there. Um, I don't exactly remember if it's them as well, but Iran is funding and financing these some of these terrorist organizations. Um, so we've had it on our eye on them for a while. Um, they're a problem, and they need to be dealt with accordingly. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I'm not going to put on a tinfoil hat stuff, but there are a lot of things going on around the world over the past several months and will continue to go on into the the rest of the you know the year and into the future that are being discussed and talked about as separate unrelated things okay and i'm not going to sit here and bore you to tears with all this stuff um but the bottom line is they're not separate unrelated things okay this this incident is terrible, and it's also the result of previous things that happened earlier this year that, if they didn't happen, could have potentially prevented or mitigated or minimized this whole current situation, okay? And it's not going to get any better in the short term, unfortunately, because of the stuff that's been going on around the world that we've been led to think are unrelated and have no connection whatsoever and shut up in color kind of situation. So uh, again, I'm not going to bore you to tears with all that stuff. Um, but what I will say this, uh, people want to help. Okay. There's a lot of people out there who do have that desire to help and find a way uh, to provide aid in some way, shape or form other than just emotional aid and thoughts and prayers and social media posts about it um, to the innocent civilians out there, the victims out there dealing with this stuff currently. Um, I always do, whenever there's a situation like this going on, I always try to remind people to be careful who you're sending your money to. Okay? Because this happened a week, two weeks ago, whenever, depending on you're listening to this or tuning into this, this situation happened a couple weeks ago, and already the internet is flooded with these pop-up charities and foundations and organizations that you can surprisingly donate to easily that's going to help the situation. They don't tell you how it's going to help. They don't tell you where the money is going. They don't tell you who it's for. They don't even tell you who it's going to initially, who is funneling that money to the appropriate people that you think it's going to. How is it going to be used? It's just pop-up websites and people asking for money. Okay, so please do your research on who you're donating to because a lot of the times, most of these are scams and snake oil salesmen and criminals and con artists just stealing your money. Okay? Also, another thing, it's not a wild idea to think that 
these terrorist organizations might also be popping up these fake websites of charities and foundations that you can quote unquote donate to and your money ends up going to them. Okay. Wouldn't be the first time that's happened. So please be careful. If you want to support, do your research. Don't think with your emotions, don't act with your emotions, act with your brain so that the goodness can actually happen. The goodness you want and you intend with your help and donation actually goes to helping and aiding. Okay? Let's not be stupid about this here. Okay? Let's not be suckers when it comes to this stuff. The only other final thing I'll say is uh, keep your head on a swivel. And this is not to be dramatic or doom and gloom or anything like that and to cause an uproar or think anything of that I have information that you don't I have the same information you guys are working off of um but it's not getting it doesn't get publicized very often because it's not good information so not a lot of people know about it but we've had I don't know I think they said up, uh, upwards of 20,000 illegal immigrants that have come in that have already been identified as like on known like terrorist, you know, watch lists. I don't know if they're watch lists, but they were known to be part of the network of certain different terrorist organizations around the world. And they found themselves, you know, they found their way pretty easily, I would imagine into our country over the last couple of years. Um, the, the 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 federal agencies have already been posting random like warnings. I think they did it in New York, New Jersey, like a month or two ago, just saying, "Hey, keep your head on a swivel for potential terrorist activity." We don't no reason why we're putting this message up. Nothing to see here, really. Don't worry, but don't say we didn't warn you. Like, um, that's why they're putting it out there because there's been an absolute influx of these bad guys known bad guys that have been you know seen coming through the borders or have been processed through or some some way that they're actually tracking these people um so keep your head on a swivel that's all i gotta say about that it's a terrible situation i feel for those people i've seen that shit happen um and it's not fun to deal with. And we should be thankful that it's currently not happening here on our soil. And we should be doing the things in our power to mitigate and prevent them from happening on our soil. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of us out there in this country who wouldn't be able to handle things if shit hits the fan like it is over there. Okay? So, um, no more doom and gloom. Just be careful where you donate your money. And uh, protect yourselves. Be, you know, stay strong. So, um, with that, I don't really have any other current events. That's a that's a big story uh, that's happening. Um, I'm not again. I'm not going to get into the tinfoil hattery of uh, what potential theories are already out there about what's going on. Um, that's a different. It's not the time or the place for that stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll just get into the good stuff, I guess. My, this might be actually a short episode. Who knows? Let's see how long I can flat my gills this one. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. 
Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Rug Munchers Carpet Cleaners. Is your house wall-to-wall, olive green shag carpet, and it's just too much work for you to have to clean on your own every week? Then hire the Rug Munchers. The Rug Munchers will nosedive deep into the fibers of even the thickest, coarsest, dustiest carpets with their patented alphabet cleansing technique that leaves you satisfied and begging for another appointment immediately. So to book your cleaning appointment lickety-split, visit www.downtowndelight.com. And if you use the promo code MUNCHMATCH, you'll get a free drape cleaning with your carpet cleaning. Rug munchers. Have you been to somebody's house that has that old shag carpet wall-to-wall? Like the, Not a rug, not a throw rug, but a carpeting. And it's usually olive green. That was a big hit during the shag carpet era. Um, and right after the shag carpet era, um, that time frame, well, it was like an overlap of the shag carpet era and the olive green, olive drab green colored carpeting and uh, designery, if you will, in houses. Um, and I've lived, I've seen it before. I've lived it. Uh, not personally, not in my house, but a friend of mine, their living room was that color carpet. And you weren't allowed in the living room because they would vacuum it to have the Yankee Stadium looking lines, like the outfield lines. And it was almost like a showroom. No one was allowed in there to do anything. I might have I might have stepped foot in that that room one time in the 15 to 20 years that I've known this person. And I, so I knew him through high school. So he was living there with his parents, obviously through high school. And I think I've touched that carpet one time. Now, I don't know if they changed it since then. It's, it was in mint condition because nobody went on there. So there's a likelihood it's still there. I haven't been back to their house in quite some time because I don't live there anymore. But, yeah, get the rug munchers, baby. Um, cage fact. What are we doing here, folks? The cage fact. By the way, real quick, um, I was able to put that poll question up on the Spotify for last week's episode, episode 181, where I asked about the sponsor reads and if you guys want to keep them every week or just periodically or cut them out altogether. Um, one person was able to find that Spotify question and answer, and they said, do it periodically. And then another person commented on the YouTube and said, keep them, keep them going every week. So we got nowhere with that poll. So I just may put it up in the Instagram story just to get some people's input and, and information on it, just to see what you guys think of the sponsors. But the question was, do we keep the sponsors every week, the sponsor reads? even if uh, they suck, or do we do them more sporadically and periodically when we got good sponsors to go, you know, or cut them out altogether and just go right to the cage fact. I want to hear you guys' opinion on that stuff. So let me know what you think. I'll probably put it up in the Instagram story, or if you're listening to this or tuning into this on the YouTubes, uh, feel free to chime in in the comments section uh, or call the hotline 202-670-1114. That'll be cool too. Why not? 
So anyway, the cage fact. Um, this was an interesting one. So one of Nick Cage's better movies, a more serious romantic drama action, I don't know what you want to call it, was Captain Corelli's Mandolin. And he played an incredible role in there. His performance was top-notch. And I know I I say that about his performance all the time, but they're, they're obviously he's not doing the same 100% best ever all the time. If you're doing the best all the time, you're never doing the best. Like, so this was one of his actual top. If you had to rank his top performances, this one's up there. Um, while he was filming that movie, though, this is where the fact comes in. That's when he was going through his divorce, his big divorce, not the Elvis's daughter divorce, not his first one to Arquette or whatever, whoever his first wife was. This was like a surprise. Um, and if he's talked about it in the past, you know, interviews and stuff where um, his wife said she was leaving him and it came as a shock to him. And I think this is a point where he was just, kind of diving deep into his work and his other stuff with the money things and all this stuff. And I guess he just wasn't emotionally around and aware that his marriage was deteriorating. And she practically was just like, with her suitcase, I'm out of here. Like, like happy Gilmore's mom. And, and, and that was that. So he was flying back to LA from the shooting location. I don't know where it was, maybe in Canada or something, Georgia. I don't know. But he was flying back home, back and forth to the filming location to his house to deal with the divorce and then the end of his marriage. And they said he was just in shambles over it. He had a horrendous time during the filming of that. But he was still able to not only do his job, but knock it out of the park. And it just goes to show you his dedication to the craft and his his ability to separate and compartmentalize and get shit done at work and not let, let not his personal life affect his work life and vice versa. Or, or maybe it wasn't at the time vice versa. Maybe that's why his marriage was ending. I don't know. But... Despite that issue, which is a big issue, a surprise divorce, like you don't you don't see it coming. Um, that's tough to deal with emotionally. And he was still able to put out a, quite a piece of artwork. So that's the cage fact for you guys today. Another doom and gloom. What are we doing here? All right, let's just move on to the junction. We'll spin the logo up. Um, so I'm recording this midweek which is shorter time frame than I usually give myself to when I record these days. Uh, and that's because by the time you listen to this, by the time this posts, I will already be on my way back uh, from the Maryland, D.C. area, going to the Bone Crusher's uh, dad's uh, wedding ceremony festivities that are happening earlier in that week, which is why I'm recording this way early in the week as opposed to later in the week when I usually do. Um, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to record an episode while I was over there in that area, celebrating the nuptials. 
So I recorded this early, so I don't have a whole lot to to really get into here. Um, I'm doing a lot of traveling, but throughout the end of the year, and it's not it's not for me. Okay, the traveling is not for me, and I don't know how I feel about it. a lot of it's for work and for other stuff. Uh, I'm doing the one race, that half marathon, the Rocky Run. That's sort of for me. Um, if I had it my way this year, I would have probably not have signed up just because of how busy and, and crazy my life schedule has been this year. Um, I need a break. I really need a break from it all. I'm trying to figure out how to uh, put myself in a position where this stuff is not going to be a problem in the future, where I have a lot more control over where I live and work and all this other stuff. Um, I'm still navigating all that stuff. Okay. This is all new for me when it comes to being out of the military and, you know, living life as a civilian, not having uncle Sam, daddy, uncle Sam controlling everything about your existence. So I'm working through it. I'm going to be super busy the next couple months through the holidays going to be up in Jersey for the winter time. As it stands right now, I don't even want to go up there. Not because I don't love my family. I love them. But it's because I have so much crap I want to get done here at the LPDS ranch that thinking about go being home up there and living in the basement in the dungeon is almost like daunting. It's like, damn it, why do I have to do that when I can be here doing stuff? But we'll figure it out, guys. That's, that's the lesson here in that particular subject is that we're going to figure it out. We're going to work through. We're going to learn from the mistakes that I might have made, I might make or might have already made. Um, and we're going to learn, grow, and improve and progress and get over these hurdles and see them as opportunities to learn, grow, and improve and not as dead ends and problems because that's what we do here at the LPDS. All right. Um, but I do want to take the time to figure that all out so that I can be more present in my own life for myself, for the junction, all the stuff I enjoy doing with my life. Um, but some things I do actually enjoy. And one of the, and one of the things I'm excited about um, going up to the wedding, I'll be up there already. I'm sure it was a great time. If I have pictures uh, before this posts, uh, I'll pop them up here of, of some of the festivities, but I don't think I'll be able to get pictures by that by then. Um, but I'm sure it was a great time. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about as well is we'll be going to the Haunted Forest again this year up in the Maryland area. Um, and I've talked about that, I believe, in the past. Um, but when I moved to the D.C. area, when I was stationed there, basically every year I was there, Bone Crusher and myself and whoever else was around, we would go to the Markov's Haunted Forest in Maryland, which is like a pretty high rated, like haunted house Halloween-y situation that they got going on. Um, this is a, a full forest. I guess this is like a Christian summer camp that they have on this compound. And I don't know what they do there during the summer, during camp hours. Not going to even try to investigate what's going on in there. But 
during the fall and the Halloween season to, to sort of kick off the Holy Holiday Triumvirate, as we call it here at the LPDS. They have a haunted forest where they flip their their campgrounds, the the camp houses that they have in the woods into different themed haunted houses. And you go through about three or four different houses in this little trail that you go through. And each house has a different theme of hauntery and scariness. Um, And they do a really good job of doing it. Uh, The one part I really don't like is if they do anything uh, with the clowns. I'm not a clown fan. It's creepy. The problem with the clowns is that too many real serial killers and pedophiles and rapists out there are clowns. Okay? So I don't like it because it's a little too real for me. Uh, Not that I've ever gotten touched or done stuff to by a clown, but the fact that it's more plausible than a zombie or a werewolf being real, that's what the problem is. I don't like clowns. They're creepy. You know how I feel about clowns. We talked about this. You know how I feel about clowns. Clowns are a no-go. Okay? Adults putting on that creepy makeup to go terrorize children, not my bag. All right? And I could go on for hours about the, the problems with clownery. I'm not going to. Otherwise, they do an awesome job at this haunted forest. And while you're waiting for your group's turn to go through, they have a whole big setup in the the middle of this compound where they have places you can go, little huts to get food and beverage. They have an alcohol hut now. Uh, They have little games you can do axe throwing. They have a bunch of bonfires so you can hang out and be warm. They got a little zip line action. You can buy artwork. I was looking through some of that last time. I might, I might buy some some nice artwork the next time I go. Um, maybe I'll have the artwork by the time you listen to this. Who knows? Uh, but I am excited to do that. It's a tradition we've been able to keep going this long. And even if we skip a year, I'm okay with that because I know we're going to go back. And that's something that we can share and find a way to make work. But I'm happy that we're able to still do that again this year. Um, for the brotherhood and just to have that fun tradition. And again, I'm a big Halloween guy. And then this also kicks off the holy holiday triumvirate, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So um, it's an exciting time, Um, which is why this busyness and craziness and all this work travel and other stuff that I don't necessarily want to do, I'm going to find a way to make it work and be happy about it and 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 see the good and positivity and all because it's happening around my favorite time of the year in the holiday season. Not my favorite time temperature weather-wise. I don't like the cold. You know how I feel about the cold. I sound like a grumpy old bastard right now, but I don't like the cold or the snow because it doesn't do anything any of the good stuff that it does it did when we were kids which is cancel school. I still, you still got to work and still be adults. So it's a problem. Um, but holiday season is my favorite time. I like these holidays. I like Halloween and, and being a kid again and dressing up and getting scared shitless and candy and, and all that cool stuff. And Thanksgiving is just a smorgasbord of food. Is it smorgasbord or smorgasbord? And that fair is a veritable smorgasbord. Whatever 
the rat in Charlotte's Web says Templeton. That's how you pronounce it. Smorgasbord. Um, anyway, all the food, the turkey. I'm a big turkey guy. Even though people don't like turkey, they think it's dry. If you let me make your turkey, it's not going to be dry. I promise you. It's going to be moist and succulent and just delicious. You're going to look at me while you're eating this and be like, how the hell did you do this? Because I make a mean bird, baby. Okay? So I'm excited for that. Desserts galore at Thanksgiving. I'm excited for that. I will be doing a lot of working out around that time so I can make room for the desserts because I'm big on that, big on pies and cakes and cannolis and ice cream. Sorry, I just dropped my pen and it probably made a loud clanking sound in the mic. So I'm excited for that. And of course, Christmas. Love Christmas. Hallmark Christmas movies. Gak Christmas movies. Or gaff or whatever they go by. The competing channel, the Hallmark. I don't give a crap that they're competing against each other. I'm watching both of them. Sorry about it. Okay? I'm not going to take any stupid, unnecessary political stance against either one. They both show wretchedly cheesy Christmas movies, and I'm watching all of them. Okay? And then I'm going to watch the classics as well. We're going to go get a cut down a Christmas tree on Black Friday instead of going and trampling fatsos to get the, the latest PlayStation game or whatever stupid thing people do the day after being thankful and grateful, they go be monsters. We go pick out a Christmas tree. And then later on in December, crazy Carol and JPL three will cut that tree down or have someone cut it down. And then they'll plant it in the, the Libretti household, the nut house for Christmas through new years. And we'll have a grand old time. It'll be fun. And I will focus on that good stuff and not on the negative crap because it's so easy to get caught up in the negative crap. And we talk about it in the big three all the time and in other previous episodes we've talked about it. But you can look at the laundry list of shit that I got to do the next couple months and the, uh, the laundry list of shit I'm sure you guys have to do in the next couple months and feel completely overwhelmed. And think of it as a negative. You know I don't like weddings. You guys know how I feel about weddings. I think they're a waste of money. They usually cause strife and issues and tensions between people and relatives because of who you got to invite and making them come in and all this other crap that goes on with bridezillas and this and that. But as we've discussed in the past, it's not the wedding that we're going to. It is taking the opportunity to go be around people you enjoy being around, family, good friends, whatever it is. And I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. There'll be good food. There'll be good stories. I'll get to hit the gym and get a good pump sesh with the bone crusher. We'll have a good time at the wedding. We'll have a good time at the haunted forest. And it'll be a good little trip. And I'll get back, and then immediately upon returning, I get to go up to Ohio for a work trip. So that'll be cool because that I'll get to work with some of the cool guys on my team and get some more money and all this other stuff. I'm busy, busy, busy. And as opposed, again, to seeing this as shit and negative and trash, these are opportunities. 
okay? And we have to take advantage of our opportunities in this life because life is short, man, okay? Life is short. Not all of us, most of us, aren't going to get to live to be 100 years old like my Aunt Mary did. It's just not going to happen. So we have to take advantage of the opportunities we have and see the situations in front of us as opportunities. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm going to continue to do. And I and I ask you guys to do the same. I ask you also to hold me accountable and to make sure I'm seeing the positive and the good. Because when I get help with that, this is not a brainwashing, by the way. But when I truly focus on the good in certain situations and the lessons and the opportunities that they present, good things end up happening for me. Okay, it's a it's a real thing that's been going on in my life lately. Um, so that's why I preach this stuff so much now is to see opportunities and take advantage of them and not take them for granted and not be so negative all the time. Because when you stew in the negative, you sort of manifest the negative. Okay, it's just a reality of the situation in life. That's why we talk about it in the big three. That's why the big three is there so that we don't do that shit. So I'm excited to see how I navigate through this. Uh, I hope you guys uh, get to enjoy this with me because as you know, as the weeks go on, the episodes are going to be you know getting pumped out, and we're going to see what the hell is going on in the life of Libretti here in the LPDS universe, and it's going to be a good time. But I will say this: I do need to take some time for myself, and I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but what I all I know is I want it to be relaxing and I want it to be in my control, meaning I'm not married to any sort of agenda or handcuffed to a schedule or somebody else's life's life schedule or this and that. I want to take the time to myself to be able to do whatever I want or do nothing at all and be happy with it. Hit the reset button, recharge the batteries refocus, re-energize, and get back to it in the new year. So at the end of the year, I'd like to do something like that. If you have any cool ideas, let me know. But I will warn you, the more specific you get with the ideas and the more people say, oh, I want to do this too, and the more things we tack on, the more I'm not going to do it, okay? Because like I said, I want there to be no agenda I want it to be a situation where we can recharge together as an LPDS community uh, so that we can hit the ground running next year. So that what I want to happen is we hit the holy holiday triumvirate. We hit it hard, okay? And we're going to be overworked and, and, and running ragged doing all that, have a good time doing it. We're going to unveil Profile Pick 2024, and then we're going to hit the reset button, okay? And then we're going to blast our way into a successful, fantastic, happy, quality 2024, okay? We're going to control our destinies in 2024, and it's going to start with profile pick 2024, and the reset button is going to be hit, and we're going to be ready to rock and roll at a junction. So I don't know how long I've been going. That's all I got, though, folks. Like I said, short week, short topics, a lot of doom and gloom going on in the world. Um, we're not going to focus on it, but I did feel that uh, it would be disingenuous 
uh, to pretend like everything is business as usual here at the LPDS. We are aware of the shit situations going on. We want to acknowledge that and be mindful of other people uh, are dealing with some serious stuff right now. So um, before we go, though, the big three, the three pillars to staying strong and being a better, happier, kinder, healthier, more genuine human being and spreading that goodness to all those around us. Number one, exercise every day. All right. Whatever you got to do. Jumping jacks, full workout, read a book, do a crossword, learn a hobby, meditate, pray, do breath work, whatever you got to do to exercise either physically, mentally, or emotionally, do one thing every day to do that so that you can be physically, mentally, and emotionally healthier and fitter and better, okay? Number two, the hardest one to do, don't be a shitty person. In the, in, in the era of shit and negativity going on surrounding us constantly being shoved down our throats and how easy it is to fall into those habits of being a text message tough guy and a keyboard warrior or whatever you want to call it, detach from your emotions, take the step back and omit yourself from those negative situations, okay? By doing that, you're going to minimize the negativity and the shit going on out there in the world. And you're going to give yourself the freedom and the ability to go focus on more productive and positive things in your lives. Okay. Number three, the most important one, be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Okay. Because guess what? You might think your life is a shit sandwich right now. And I know a lot of you are dealing with some, some shit and hard times, and you're powering through it, and you're working through that stuff. But for a lot of us, things are good, okay? We don't have terrorist organizations, terrorists parachuting in to our land to attack us and kill our, behead our children and do other disgusting, despicable atrocities, Okay? Keep that stuff in mind. Be thankful for the good we have in our lives. And don't take it for granted. And don't think of don't think of life as being pissed about the things you don't have. Be happy and grateful about the things and the people and the experiences and the memories you do have. That's all I got today, folks. And another camera technical difficulty. I don't know what's going on, but now that's all I got today, folks. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hit the hotline 202-670-1114 so that we can get your questions and comments and jokes and advice and whatever you want. And we can share it on the next you know show or the future episodes and have a grand old time doing it. And tell your friends and enemies, of course, so that we can spread the good word of the LPDS. Thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.